turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. For first place. Liggett's kind of creeping up in the 2-3 spot this year. Cardinal Mooney following that. And then Cabrini following things there. In the intersectional one, coaches Paul Foley taking home the championship, according to the coaches this year. And the newcomer that we'll interview in just a few minutes, Nick LaFontaine. His group is tied with the other newcomer <laughs> in this division, at least. They moved down from A to intersectional one. They're tied for second place coming into play. Um, actually, Cranbrook in second, FGR, and Lutheran North tied for third. I beg your pardon there. And then Riverview Richard picked to finish last. That's kind of a, a sleeper probably there. Is they've been a team that have been right near the top pretty much every season in the last few. In the double A, UD Jesuit picked to finish first, Divine Child second, Loyola third. I mean, that's tough between all those teams, but picking Loyola third, that's an interesting uh, go about as well in the Central Division, Catholic Central first, Orchard Lake St. Mary second, De La Salle third, who made it to a state championship game last year, and kind of a young group that with a lot of guys coming back, and Brother Rice, number four, which I think is also one that could shock some people. That's, you know, really how they're viewed going forward as the fourth best team in the Central Division. So that is your coaches poll. We'll talk with a lot of those coaches here today next on the Patriots. Stick with us. Faith Talk has partnered with Westside Christian Academy, providing tuition at half off. Go to tuitionvouchers.com and get $2,000 off their first year at Westside Christian Academy in Detroit. That's half off tuition. Restrictions do apply, so review those carefully and get the Christian education you want for your kids or grandkids at tuitionvouchers.com. That's half off tuition for Westside Christian Academy at tuitionvouchers.com. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. 
Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, Detroit, at odyssey.com today. The CHSL Football Preview, presented by Siena Heights University on the Patriot. Welcome back, everyone, to our fine preview number two. One more of these before the week one of the regular season. Yes, we're to that point already. Next week on the 20th, again, 7 to 8 p.m., the first three Fridays before week one. We'll carry two games for you week one on August 26th. In August 27th, still trying to work through the details. Hopefully by next week we'll have an announcement on exactly which games we'll cover, maybe even week two as well. I know there's a number of exciting matchups all the way around. Well, an exciting coach, brand new to the Catholic League this year, is Nick LaFontaine. He comes from Connecticut originally and New York most recently. He's the new bench boss of the Cranbrook Cranes. Nick, how are you? I'm great, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. So... I want to start with, you know, maybe a little off-the-wall thing first for you. So you come from Trinity Pauling School. Most people probably from Michigan don't know where that is. It's in Pauling, New York. Give me one thing about Pauling, New York that's interesting, riveting. Kick us off right here. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) The Appalachian Trail goes through Pauling, New York. And, And it's right on the Harlem line, right? That's what you told me the other day? Yeah, and you can hop on a train and be in the uh in Grand Central Station in an hour and a half. Awesome. So nine years for you there after a numerous stops um, in college football, six different programs in 11 years. I guess, first off, for you, the difference between college and high school. The difference between uh, college and high school, I would say, is the maturity of the kids you're working with, which makes total sense, right? You're working with 20-year-olds, 22-year-olds, as opposed to 15-year-olds. So uh, what I found is the highs are higher and the lows are lower. And as a coach, you do your very best to maybe mitigate that a little bit where you're kind of just trying to get them to stay a little bit more even so we don't have those big-time lows. We're talking here with Nick LaFontaine, the brand-new football coach at Cranbrook Kingswood. And it wasn't like that for you, I guess, at the beginning. You applied at first for a math job. We'll kind of break that down a little bit later. Your family wanting to move kind of back in this area. You're not from here, but your wife is. But you, at first, put your name in the hat for the math job. And, you know, as most coaches do, if they don't have another coaching job lined up, they, you know, Google, hey, who's the football coach at Cranbrook or vice versa? Unfortunately, you kind of uncovered the unfortunate situation that went down uh, at Cranbrook last year, but at the same time, you realize there might be an opening, right? Yeah, that's how it, that's how it happened. That was a sequence. Uh, we were just we've always had our eye on Cranbrook, just from my wife being from Michigan and Cranbrook being similar to some of the prep schools out east um, that we're familiar with in the world we were in. Um, so something came open, and I just I said, let me see if there, this could be a fit. And then, um, you know, I had a, some initial conversations and. When you're, you know, doing the research as a football coach that I am, kind of just Google that, and then all the stuff with the Ben Jones came up, and obviously 
um, you know, what a tragedy. Um, but, you know, there, there was a need there. And then Steve Graff, the athletic director, reached out to me just as a feeler. Hey, would you be interested in this? And that's when I kind of looked at my wife and said, hey, this is getting real. Um, and, you know, maybe we got to really consider this. And you tried to kind of pass on the legacy of Ben Jones. You thought he created, you know, or began to create a nice culture here at Cranbrook. There's been a few different head coaches in the last 10 years or so, but his mantra was get to, and you've kind of carried that baton. Can you explain that for us a little bit more? Yeah, so he talked about uh, get to, and there's a get to uh, day yesterday. They had a golf outing uh, and a dinner um, that some of our coaches were able to run down to attend uh, quickly. We had to run back to practice and stuff, but uh, Coach Singh and some others, the defense coordinator, um, you know, are able to just make an appearance and pay your respects. Um, but yeah, man, I, I when I took the job, I, you start learning more about it, and um, you know Ben would always say, "You get to be here, like you get to be on the field, you get to be uh, coaching football, you get to be playing football," and not everybody gets that. So <laughs> I asked the kids early, you know, can I adapt that as well? Um, I know I got to earn it, but um, I'd love, you know, I love this, and I'd love to kind of continue with that. And so that's what we've been able to do, and uh, I think, you know. Ben was probably bringing some consistency to the program of being in the program and assistant for a few years and then taking over as the head um, and, you know, was bringing that sort of consistency. And then that's what I'm hoping to build on uh, in the next few years. Yeah, this program has been through a lot, obviously, in just the last year, two years. Um, the death aside, obviously losing your head coach, such a tragic event, but also not being able to play in a season that started relatively on time last year until October 3rd. I know you weren't there, but what's your feel on, you know, the returners? Are they? Is there an extra chip on these guys' shoulders? Hey, we want a full season this year. We want to show them what we have. I think it's more of just being grateful to be able to play. You know, I think it's just more of I've, I've, I've got it as I've got the feeling just from our initial conversations and then working with the kids. Um, they just want to be coached. They want to be better. Uh, they're looking for a consistent message. You know, they want to be competitive. Um, so I think they're just, I think they're just grateful that they want to, you know, they're able to, you know, just come out and play football. And um, it's still not quite back to normal, but uh, it's way better than it was. And uh, you know, we get to be out there. We get to, you know, uh, play the game we love. And um, to me, I think that's kind of their attitude. Your team kind of has a lot of depth and, and up-and-comers, certainly on, on the front line in terms of your offensive line and on the defensive front when you flip it over, but a little bit thin on the athlete side of things and the skill players. You, you said before that's not something you're used to dealing with, right? <laughs> I don't know if any football coach uh, is, uh, you know, you feel, again, knocking on wood, feel comfortable. You have some depth up front, but you don't have – it's usually the complete opposite. You usually have some depth outside. And you're always kind of searching for guys up front. So, um, you know, we, we, we don't have huge numbers, but we do have some guys up front. And hopefully we'll, you know, use that to our advantage, you know, you know, taking the kid out uh, for, you know, breather and getting the kid, another kid in. And hopefully we can, uh, we can pay that off. And then we just got to be cognizant of the guys on the outside if they're running routes. Um, you know, we got to maybe try to figure, manufacture some depth. One of those guys for you at center, Victor Berger, he's really stepped in as a leader, which can be so important for you, right? Because you're still trying to learn everybody. You're learning a new school, a new system, what you want to imp implement here. Um, he's been a lot of help, hasn't he? 
Uh, Victor is a little bit of a celebrity in my household because he's <laughs> on Zooms over the time, and and it's almost like they're on TV, and my kids are curious, and they've been on some of those calls. So we were able to meet Victor. Uh, they were able to meet Victor in person the other day. Uh, we went to the Lions training camp, um, which was a blast, and, and what a fun time that was. Um, but he was <laughs> my son Lincoln came up to me when we saw Victor, and he was like, it's Victor, it's Victor. Um, so he was super excited. But, yeah, Victor's been great. He's been a great leader. Um, he's just one of those guys that get, gets things done. Um, ask him to do something, it's done. He's, he'll volunteer. Um, and, he's, and he's about the team. He wants us to be uh, – you know, he wants us to be good. He wants us to be competitive, and and he's taking care of the, you know, all the little things that you just you need guys to take care of. You know, if if the team's led by players, um, then I think we're going to be pretty good. If it's led by coaches, you're usually not as good. So, we're chatting with Nick LaFontaine, the brand new head coach at Cranbrook for football here in our CHSL football preview presented by Siena Heights University here tonight. Ethan Peruski, another guy you're going to lean on on the offensive side, you think he's coming in pretty good shape, right? Yeah, he's, he's uh, you know, he's, he's, he's one of those guys that's kind of a, a, you know, a physical kid. He's not, you know, he's not afraid of contact. And, uh, you know, from what I hear, and, um, you know, he's, he came in great shape. Uh, we, you know, we did some running the other day and, and tested the kids, and uh, he was great. So, I'm, you know, excited for him. I think when you come into shape uh, for camp, you don't have that, it's just so much easier because you're not, you know, you're you're less likely to get injured uh, and your body break down. Um, so, like again, knock on wood, but you know, hopefully he can hit the ground running, and um, you know, and hopefully, you know, we can give him some carries and uh, he can be productive for us. Well, when you have a limited roster, you kind of look at those guys that can play multiple positions, do things well for you in, in multiple spots, and Alex Yildis kind of fits that bill, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Alex is a is a is a funny kid because he's he's a he's a reserved kid, um, but he's I think he's a he's a vicious competitor. Um, from what I'm hearing and, and just dealing with him, he wants to be good. He's gonna, uh, you know, most likely be a starter for both sides on both sides, um, as a receiver and as a corner. Um, and we're excited about him. You know, he can do a bunch of different things. He can he can, you know, he can catch it. He can run it. Um, he'll block. He's a willing blocker. So if you can do those things and, and you want to learn the game, um, you know, we're excited about Alex. I know you vacationed here because your wife is originally from Marshall, just outside of the Battle Creek area. But what's your first thoughts on Michigan? Obviously a big move for your family, too. Uh, we're excited to get settled. Uh, it's been a whirlwind of anybody that's uh, moving and maybe moving uh, across half the country um, can attest to. But people have been welcoming um, so hospitable. Um, the athletic department staff here at Cranbrook is the best. And um, I said that with them right here, and they're listening. Um, <laughs> but they have been unbelievable. And so you just feel welcome. You want to get started. Uh, like I said, I had the kids here uh, at the beginning of last week, I think. And we did the tour. You know, we walked around Cranbrook. And we did the art museum and everything else. And um, they were just so excited. And they didn't want to go back to my in-laws in Marshall because they just wanted to move in. And uh, we're not quite there yet, but we're going to be here soon. So um, we're just excited to get settled in, get going, um, and, and play some football. Well, Nick, great to catch up with you here today. That's Nick LaFontaine, the brand-new head coach at Cranbrook. Best of luck this year, and uh, look forward to seeing the Cranes again. Thanks so much, Jimmy.
All right, stick with us. John Piliatro for Divine Child is next. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, Detroit, at odyssey.com today. You're listening to the CHSL Football Preview, presented by Siena Heights University. Now, back to Jeremy Otto. Well, it's so exciting to have this season back again, so hot and humid in the Metro Detroit area. What a week for the first week of training camp for a lot of these schools. John Filiatro in the middle of training camp. We appreciate him uh, stepping aside for a few minutes to join us here today. John, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. He's head coach of Divine Child in his eighth season already of the Falcons this year. You know, last year, the, the record certainly deceiving for you, two and five. Everybody made the playoffs, so you were in, took advantage of that situation, lost a fairly tight game to Brother Rice. But, you know, scrapping the first week, and that was a madness week for a lot of people just because you had to scramble and put things together, 35 nothing. Your next three weeks, and, you know, putting aside the win to Cranbrook and the win to Detroit Central for a minute, they were really tight, weren't they? A lot of adversity in those games. Yeah, we found uh, different ways to, you know, lose those games. Uh, you know, we lost deep in the fourth quarter to Loyola. Um, we lost in overtime to Lakeland. You know, Lakeland was an undefeated Division One team, and you know, um, you know, we had we had some games that we felt were uh, close, but we we couldn't find a way to win them. And somebody that you found as the season went on, a guy that you didn't even know would make the team or be a starter at that point, Nick Persichetti. And you look at week six, where he really had his coming out party, if he didn't already, 200 yards, 230 to be exact, three touchdowns. You can't remember, I think I remember talking to you last year, a guy that's had that many yards on the ground at Divine Child. But where did he come from, and, and did you see that coming at any point? Well, Nick Nick didn't come from far away. Um, his backyard actually butts up to our our field. There you go. Um, so he's a local kid, and he's a he's a center fielder on the baseball team, and he's a he's a good athlete, and he's uh, sneaky strong. And you know, for some of these kids, you know, particularly in high school, it's just a matter of you know, kind of when they're going to be ready. And uh, you know, Nick really bloomed last year as a junior. He got a he got a chance to run the ball. He showed you know some. Uh, some toughness and some resiliency and then you know he got a better feel for what we were doing and um, really started to play with some confidence as the season wore on um, so we were, we were pleased with his finish last year that's for sure what's his next step you think this year uh, well hopefully he's gonna get it a bunch I think one of the strengths of our team are the kids blocking for him and uh, you know that makes us uh, you know, want to you, you always want to play to your strengths, and um, 
you know, I see us running the ball a bit more than we have in the last few years. Uh, and, and Nick should be the beneficiary of that now, you know, how many carries or yards or whatever, I don't know, but you know, if Nick can stay healthy and we can do what we hope we can do, um, you know, Nick's going to have a nice season. Talking with John Filiatra, the head coach at Dearborn Divine Child for football here in our CHSL football preview presented by Siena Heights University, our second of three. Our final one will be next week, Friday from 78 right here on the Patriot. You talk about your line. I mean, four of the five big boys are back. Brady and Isaiah Plocha do such a nice job. Patrick Villali, Dylan Senda. And those are all guys that are receiving some big-time interest too, right? Yeah, they're, uh, you know, we're blessed with those guys, you know, uh, I think Division One athletes, for the most part, are born, um, you know, and, and those guys are, are big, thick, strong guys, and, uh, you know, all of them got a lot of experience last year, and, um, you know, regardless of how good you are, if you're playing teams like Brother Rice and Anchor Bay and UAD, I don't care how good you are, if you're a 10th grader, you know, you're going to get taught some lessons, and the game can be humbling, uh, but all those sophomores are back now as juniors, and, um you know, I'm hopeful that uh, you know we can we can take that next step and and become a very physical, um, dominating kind of offensive line. You guys had kind of a dual system going on at quarterback last year, Lelaine and Vitty, who are both back this year. Is that something where you're looking to settle on one guy, or maybe both will see some reps? What's your uh, strategy there? You're still figuring it out. Well, I think it's going to be all Lelaine uh, for sure. Rob, uh, Rob has done a good job and. Uh, you know, really has earned that spot, and, um, you know, I think he's ready to take over and um, do his thing. So we're pleased with him, and uh, we got to get him going. We're only in our second day, but he showed, uh, you know, a good arm and good leadership and uh, should be should be on our way. And I guess in, in that moment, I guess it gives you time for Vidi just to be that target on the outside then, right? Right, right. And he picked up a big-time commitment as well in the offseason. He's probably going to play the secondary at Navy. What makes him such a projectable guy, I guess, at the Division One level there? Well, he's about six feet tall. He's not about six feet tall. He is six feet tall. Um, and he is exceptionally athletic. He's a heck of a basketball player. Um, he's a very athletic guy. He changes directions well. He's strong. Uh, and the best part about him, easily his, his best quality is how competitive he is. He is ridiculously competitive. And uh, this will be his third year starting for us. And, uh, you know, we look forward to Lorenzo having a big year. Talking both, to Both on offense and defense. Absolutely. We're talking to John Filiatra, the head coach at Dearborn Divine Child in his eighth season as the coach of the Falcons before coming over from Livonia Churchill. When we talk about the offensive line, obviously such a physical position, no matter what level of football you play, but all those guys kind of double over on the defensive side as well. Are you looking to get them blows at some point in the game, or are they just that composed that they're able to play nearly every snap out there? Well, you know, some of those guys are going to play more snaps than others. Um, you know, we, we run a 52, so we're really only playing three of those five kids three of the five offensive linemen at a time. So most of their break will come on defense. Um, you know, we have other kids that we're ready to rotate in, kids like Noah Thomas and Ryan Reed. And, um, uh, you know, we have, we have other younger guys that are that are going to get a chance to spell these guys, um, you know, and I think give us some good snaps, um, you know, as the season progresses. So we'll be able to, we'll be able to get through. And, you know, good players are going to have to play, you know, uh, Last year we played Brother Rice in the 
in the uh, in the state playoffs, and you know Rocco Melia doesn't sit on the sideline very often. You know, uh, you know your good players are going to be on the field, and uh, they got to practice like it, and uh, you know that's why they're good players. Chatting with uh, John Piliantra, the head coach at Divine Child, Jeremy Otto with you on the Catholic League football preview show presented by Siena Heights University here today. Another guy that you're going to lean on defensively, Owen Avery. You've kind of referred to him as the guts of that defense. How so? Yeah, I would say, you know, Owen's a fiery kid, another very competitive guy. Um, you know, he's, uh, like I, I think you hit it on the head with that word guts. He is <laughs> he is the guts of our group. He's a tough kid. He's gritty. Um, he's, a, he's a very underrated athlete. He's a playmaker. Uh, and, you know, he's a guy we have to have healthy and on the field for us to be good defensively. A little bit of a different feel for you guys in the double-A this year as well. Two teams dropping down to the intersectional, so maybe a little bit tougher to, to piece in those schedules as the year goes on? Well, you know, you really get focused on your first game. You know, you open with Riverview, who's going to be a huge challenge for us. Um, but, yeah, the schedule is, is interesting. You get those games, and then you start looking at the totality of your schedule, and it is it is a little weird not playing a game, you know, but at the same time, so much of our, of our, of our football season is focused on the playoffs. You know, um, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it is a strange deal, uh, what you bring up in terms of, of thinking about your league, you know, but our, our games with UAD and Loyola, uh, we were able to keep Ann Arbor Richard on our, on our schedule. So, you know, those, those are some, some, uh, what I would call rivalry games, um, you know, and then, you know, you fill in the rest. You do the best you can. And, and you talk about the playoffs really quick as I'll let you go. I know you have to literally get back to the field, but it, it's a different look this year, and it's something that we thought we would see last year in terms of there is no automatic qualifier in terms of wins. It's straight strength of schedule, playoff points that you get. Um, I guess what's your initial thoughts on diving into a different year than it's been in a long time for high school football in terms of playoffs? For exercise only, last year, we went through our schedule and our record, um, you know, and we, we would not have made it. We scheduled up. We played Lakeland. We played Anchor Bay. We played some really big schools. And, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't know that that's going to help people all that much. I don't think you're going to see a bunch of three and six or four and five teams get in the playoffs. Uh, I think you might see some more five and four teams. But I, I personally see it going to the point like we did last year where everybody's in. Um, you know, I just think that's, that's coming down the road. All the other sports do it. Um, I know there, there's a group of people that want to hang on to this, you know, earning their way into the playoffs. But the other half of that is scheduling. If you're, if scheduling is a, a serious problem for schools, and, and I don't know that this strength of schedule is fully going to address that issue the way they thought it would. Well, thanks for giving your perspective on that. I'm really, really interested to kind of talk to multiple coaches and, and see what they think. But, John, uh, we'll let you get back to practice. Stay hydrated out there, okay? <laughs> Will do. Thanks for having me, and go Falcons. All right. That's John Filiatro from Divine Child. Oscar Olenicek is up in a little bit, as well as Adam Korzanewski from Brother Rice. But first, we want to send it to our friends at Siena Heights University, Doug Goodno, with another feature interview for us here today. We're here with Siena Heights head football coach Matt Cohn. And, Matt, uh, you've been in charge of the program for a few years now. Could you tell us a little bit about the Saints football program? Oh, certainly. Um, you know, coming off a, a very challenging year with COVID-19, 
Um, we're just very pleased the way our staff and the way our players uh, really came together and overcame a lot of adversity and a lot of challenges. And that's kind of been indicative of, of what's been happening with our program uh, since our staff had an opportunity to take over uh, just sh four short years ago. Um, you know, prior to, to the pandemic, uh, we were a football team that was able to achieve a national ranking in virtually every regular season week uh, in 2018-2019. Um, so we've worked hard to, to really establish ourselves um, in the national conversation. Have had opportunities to play in um, the NAIA National Game of the Year um, and, and gone on the road and have won those big games. So our program is really in an outstanding place. Uh, an established place, not only in within our geographic region, uh, but like I said, on a national level. We compete in, in the hardest uh, NAIA, NAIA conference in the entire country, the Mid-States Football Association, uh, where there's been a member of our conference play for the national championship seven of the past ten years. So if you're competitive in our conference, Doug, um, you know, just by default, you're going to be in that national conversation. You're going to be receiving those national accolades. Um, and, and as the head coach, very pleased that we've been able to, to turn that corner um, and be in that conversation. Um, we've done an outstanding job developing student athletes here at Siena Heights, uh, particularly over the past four years. We've had an opportunity to uh, not only produce the defensive player of the year um, at all levels of football, um, that, that came in 2018 in the form of the Cliff Harris Award, uh, a young man by the name of Darius Bryce took home that award, and then went on to sign with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And he's one of three young men that have had an opportunity to go on and, and play football professionally. Um, so anytime you, you have an opportunity to develop guys at this level, um, you know, you're going to have National Football League scouts consistently on your campus, consistently coming to, to see your players, consistently coming to practices. Um, so that's another thing our staff is very proud of, that we're able to give those young men that decide to go on and play college football that opportunity. Um, we, we've, we've done a great job graduating young men. We're going to make sure that if you decide to come to Siena Heights, that you graduate with your degree in four years. Um, in the past four years, if you were a student athlete that stuck with our program for four years and did all the things that were asked of you on and off the field, we do carry a 100% graduation rate of our players that stay within our program. Uh, it's a very powerful degree here at Siena Heights. Um, we're one of the few institutions here in the state of Michigan that are Catholic-affiliated and offer a college football program, an extremely competitive college football program. Um, we would love to, to take up uh, families on visits, show them all the great things we have on our campus. Um, if there's a family interested in, in taking the next step with our recruitment, uh, please visit us online. We're all over social media. We're all over our website. Um, you can find ways to get in touch with us, email, uh, direct messages, phone calls. But please reach out to us. We will follow back up and get the ball rolling with you. Um, looking forward to following the Catholic League this year. It's great football. Go Saints. Siena Heights University is proud to be a sponsor of the Detroit Catholic League Game of the Week. For more information, visit shoesaints.com. Thanks, Doug. We're certainly happy to have you guys back again. It's been a great partnership over the last uh, four or five years, and we look forward to continuing it as our Game of the Week continues in, in what's another year of this uh, fine coverage. We'll talk to Oscar Olenicek from Shrine next. He actually helped us connect 
uh, with our new analyst for this year. He coached him. So more on that when we get back. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Now back to the CHSL football preview presented by Siena Heights University. Welcome back, everyone, to the Patriot Detroit. So glad you could tune in for our second of three preview shows. Our next one will be in the same time slot on FM 101.5, AM 1400, and PatriotDetroit.com, August 20th. And then we're right at week one after that point. And somebody certainly excited, I'm sure, for week one is Oscar Olenicek. He's the head coach of Shrine, a mainstay on our Patriot Airways of the year. Oscar, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. So I want to start off, I guess, with something a little different because I I picked your brain as a coach that's obviously moved on a a numerous amount of athletes to college. You coached in college before. We were looking for a new analyst this year, and we kind of wanted to go in the players slash you know, somebody who's been in the game route, and you recommended Dylan Dixon, and he is our new analyst. So we're excited to bring on Dylan this year. I guess, first off, how proud are you that, you know, he's getting inducted to the Catholic League Hall of Fame this fall? Oh, extremely proud. Uh, Dylan is a, was an extremely great athlete, but an outstanding uh, person. Um, still stay in contact with him. Uh, just really uh, happy to see how he progressed from high school on to college uh, at Saginaw Valley State and actually had a chance to play overseas uh, for a season as well. Um, so he's a, he's a person that you always want to see do well uh, because he's such a great high character person. What made him stand out as a player to get you know big time looks like he did going into college? So one thing he did is his progression from sophomore to junior to senior year um, his work ethic and just how he improved each season and going, you know, in his season, his senior year, excuse me, his his athleticism, his overall strength um, just kept showing up on every single play. And that's why uh, a number of colleges were looking at him. And uh, he ended up having a great career at Saginaw Valley State. Yeah, we're excited to certainly have him on our team this year and bring all that knowledge to our broadcast as well. Let's dive into your team this year, a little bit of a different look for Shrine. They're co-oping av- uh, actually with Southfield Christian. So that m- makes you a Division Six school this year just by sheer size, kind of combining both enrollments. I guess what went into that decision and, and what's it going to be like uh, to do that this year? Um, the decision was that both of uh, two schools of similar background, uh, similar, you know, with faith background, good academics, uh, 
fine young men, and we just saw it as a good opportunity to uh, bring our schools together uh, for the football program uh, to try to uh, increase our numbers a little bit. But overall, it was just a, it was a great opportunity to build a relationship, uh, and it's been, a, it's been great so far. Well, something big about Shrine that a lot of people might not know is a new facility is kind of being finished over the current facility. Turf is the big thing for you guys as well. How happy are you to not deal with grass anymore? That That's a big deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge deal. It's uh, First of all, our, our athletes deserve to play uh, on you know the top facility that we can give them. And in this case, uh, right now we're starting off with a turf field uh, that not only football but uh, soccer and lacrosse and our CYO programs will be able to enjoy. Along with it, they have uh, put in lights as well. So uh, we will have Friday night games, which uh, is exciting. Um, I think high school football is meant to be played on Friday night. So overall, it's just a great thing. It's a, it's a first step in the project. Uh, I believe uh, the development and the administration team have future plans, uh, which is exciting as well. But it's it's just great for our, our student athletes. Uh, that field was uh, it was not a great field to play on or practice on, and uh, health risk and things of that nature. So I'm, I'm glad that um, the school decided that it was important to give our student athletes uh, a better field to play on. Well, one player to watch on that new field this year, certainly Connor Benson, a senior now at your quarterback spot, just a, an outstanding leader for you and. An outstanding player, too. Yeah, Con- Connor's uh, going to be a four-year starter for us. He definitely will play at the next level. Um, he, he does a lot of things for us, and this is uh, he's not just a quarterback. He's a football player. Uh, he's going to play on defense for us, uh, leader of our team, captain, and uh, is one of uh, the ones that I'm one of the seniors. Uh, we have a few of them that I'm really excited to watch and see how they developed over four years now. Well, you obviously know what the college landscape is like and kind of communicating with college coaches. But this time in particular, no matter what sport you look at, you look at all the extra years that are happening because of COVID-19 in terms of eligibility, guys may be staying that otherwise wouldn't. It's tough out there trying to market these athletes, isn't it? Uh, it It is tough, especially at the quarterback position right now because, you know, especially at the FCS, Division II, and Division III levels, many, many of those players are taking that extra year of eligibility. Um, And so at the quarterback position, there's a number of schools who, one, didn't play last season, so they didn't even get to see what that recruiting class did. Their quarterback that had been starting for them is taking that extra year of eligibility. So you have a number of schools who aren't even recruiting a quarterback this year, and if they are, they might take one. Um, So it has definitely uh, been difficult, but... Uh, exciting at the same time because uh, Connor's been out there, been working hard, going some camps, uh, been able to communicate with a number of coaches at different levels, and uh, excited that he is going to get that opportunity to play in college next year. Well, one guy that has caught your high or your eye recently is Andrew Bala, a wide receiver and defensive back for you. Always been a, a good student athlete all the way around, but he's really showing what he can do on the football field lately too, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he's he's one of many of our guys that just, you know, really excel in the classroom. Um, he's uh, taken it to the next level athletically, uh, worked hard during the track season to improve his overall speed and is just taking it over to, to the field right now um, in the off season. 
hitting the weights really hard. Um, got out there a little bit at some of the college camps to kind of get a feel of what's out there and realizing what he needs to do if uh, you know he wants to take that jump to the next level. We're talking with Oscar Olin. He checked the fourth-year head coach of Shrine. This is kind of the episode with all the tough coaching pronunciations. Olin Echek, I mean, I know you well, so obviously that's easy for me. But for some, it's like, how do you spell that? How do you say it? Korzanewski uh, will join us next from Brother Rice Filiatro from Divine Child. How many, uh, how, how many times have you been asked, how do you pronounce that name? <laughs> uh, over and over. And I definitely think... Uh... You know, Adams is way harder than mine. So. <laughs> well, mine's easy. O-T-T-O, you can spell it the same forward yeah. and backwards. So there you go. That's 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 easy for me. But uh, one more question for you, Luke Thompson, a guy that uh, you benefit from, obviously, from the co-op this year, one of the guys from Southfield Christian going to play with you, and it's somebody you're excited about. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, again, this this co-op was is a perfect, uh, perfect marriage for us because, again, they're faith-based academics, uh, high-character individuals, and uh, Luke brings that with them along with uh, being an outstanding athlete. So, yeah, very excited uh, to get to know him and the other uh, guys from Southfield Christian. A number of them have been uh, working out this summer with, uh, with the team, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and what I, what's been exciting is just how uh, the Shrine players have really brought them in. It's, we, we are the Knights. Uh, we are one family. Uh, my captains, um, Marty Hannon, Charlie Niehaus, and Aaron Smith, along with Connor, have done a great job of leading and really including these guys uh, with what we do. And we, we're one team. It's not two separate schools. Well, Oscar, thanks so much for stopping by here today. Best of luck this season, and enjoy that new field hey, when it's my finished. Pleasure. That's Oscar Olenichek. I really appreciate it. That's Oscar Olenichek, the head coach at Shrine. Stick with us. We'll preview the Central Division when we get back. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Faith Talk has partnered with Westside Christian Academy, providing tuition at half off. Go to tuitionvouchers.com and get $2,000 off their first year at Westside Christian Academy in Detroit. That's half off tuition. Restrictions do apply, so review those carefully and get the Christian education you want for your kids or grandkids at tuitionvouchers.com. That's half off tuition for Westside Christian Academy at tuitionvouchers.com. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, Detroit, at odyssey.com today. It's Luke Hammett behind the glass here today, bumping the ones and twos. I like it. Welcome back, everyone, to the CHSL Football Preview presented by Siena Heights University. Jeremy Otto back with you here. So excited for another year of our Catholic High School League football game of the week on the Patriot coming up soon. Two games for you in week one. 
It's going to come up really fast here, August 26th and August 27th. The matchup's still TBA. We hope to have them confirmed by our last preview show next week, next Friday. Again, that date is the 20th of August from 7 to 8 right here on FM 101.5 AM 1400 and PatriotDetroit.com as well. Well, certainly an interesting thing that came out the other day. The State Champs is a media company here in Michigan, if you're not familiar. Scott Bernsey writes for them. He writes for several accounts, ranking some of the better quarterbacks in the Catholic League. He lists them. Declan Bile, one of Catholic Central. Anthony Garrett, two of Detroit Loyola. Brady Drogosh, three of Warren D. LaSalle, the guy that really came on late for the Pilots. Connor Benson, four, who we just talked to or talked about with Oscar Olenicek, the head coach of Shrine, and Dylan Goff of Madison Heights Bishop Foley, five. We talked to Brian Barnes, the head coach of Bishop Foley, last week. And if you missed that exit or episode, you can dial us back on the archives as well. Visit PatriotDetroit.com. There's a sports tab there and then a tab with CHSL Game of the Week podcast episode. So you can listen to that full episode in its entirety. We also talked with Dan Anderson at Catholic Central in that one. We'll have Adam Korzanewski from Brother Rice next here on the Patriots. Stick with us. Welcome back to our CHSL football preview presented by Santa Heights University here today. I'm glad to be joined by Jeff Kimmerly. He's the communications director at the MHSAA. Talk a little football playoff changes here today. Jeff, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. Looking forward to another year, as I'm sure you guys are at the MHSAA as well. I guess, you know, my, my first question before we really dive into what this new format looks like, you're kind of calling an enhanced strength of schedule format for the 256-team field for the 11-player football finals, Division One through Eight. But this is something that the MHSA wanted to do going into last year, obviously the COVID opportunity in the shortened season didn't allow for that, but was there any ponderings? Hmm, should we think about allowing everybody in like we did last year or not really? Uh, there have been some groups that have had that conversation uh, over the last year since that is something that we had to do uh, for the 2020 postseason. Uh, but we decided, you know, in part, we didn't have a huge push to do that. Uh, and we also have this new enhanced strength of schedule uh, format going into effect fully. We used some of it last year, but now it'll be, uh, you know, the entire implementation. And uh, we should give that a chance first to see if that accomplishes uh, what our coaches association uh, has hoped that it would accomplish for the at least three or four years uh, that they worked on it. I, I know that they worked on this quite a bit. So to, to all of a sudden go ahead and, and, and jump past uh, that new format and not even put it into play, uh, I, I think we want to at least give that a shot, see what it looks like. I'm sure there will be people that will continue to push uh, to have all teams in the playoffs. Uh, there are certainly people who feel uh, that that isn't necessary too. So those will be conversations for another day. Uh, for now, we have... Uh, this this format that we're going to uh, put into place fully, and that's what we're ready to go with as we get things started. Is the biggest thing that you wanted to block, you know, coming into a change like this is the fact that, 
you know, maybe a team could schedule a late five games that they knew they could win or six, comparing on whether it was eight or nine that they had on the schedule and automatically qualify. Is that what we wanted to get rid of mostly, you know, looking at this thing? That's what the Coaches Association has been uh, working with as this was their proposal. Uh, and the argument that they made that our council uh, ultimately approved was, yes, uh, schools were scheduling uh, to win a certain number of games because, as we know, with a nine-game uh, schedule, six wins was automatic uh, to make a postseason, uh, or five wins if you had fewer than nine uh, games in your schedule. So the Coaches Association uh, saw a number of its members, uh, stronger programs that were unable to fill uh, full schedules because teams didn't want to play uh, and take a take a loss against the team. They just didn't feel like they were rewarded very much for taking that loss. What the enhanced strength of schedule format does uh, is it builds in more points for strength of schedule. So even if Team A uh, loses to a superior Team B, uh, Team A will receive much more of a bonus uh, for that loss based on Team B's success. Talking with Jeff Kimmerly, he's the communications director at the MHSA offices in East Lansing. As you, you kind of hit on that as well, I'm curious, have you received any feedback from schools? Has it been easier for them to schedule than in the past because of these new rules? You know, it, it's probably a little bit too early to tell at this point. Uh, we certainly have heard from a, a, just a very small handful of schools that are saying it's still difficult for them to schedule. Uh, but again, that's only you know one or two that come to mind right now. Uh, we'll know more, I think, uh, as we get <clears throat> further into this, uh, You know, not just this first year, but really get into next year and hopefully uh, more and more past uh, COVID-19 where other things will normalize and then we'll be able to be able to get a better barometer, I guess, of what these changes actually might do. Uh, but right now, you know, I can tell you that I believe uh, our schools are playing fewer out-of-state opponents, which is generally a good sign that they're able to find uh, in-state opponents to play. Uh, our schools are playing fewer Canadian teams. And I'm not sure if that has as much to do with the fact that the border was closed until this weekend uh, or uh, the fact that those schools also are finding people who will play them. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, like I said, I know we have a couple here that are still having a hard time uh, finding teams and, and finding teams to play against them. And, of course, those are generally the, the very strong programs in the state uh, and, and people still uh, don't necessarily want to go up against them and take a loss. Talking with uh, Jeff Kimmelerly at the MHSA offices about the changes to the high school football playoffs coming into this year. Uh, another change is the points for a win. So in the past, it will be divided class A, B, C, and D, 80 points, 64 points, 48 points, and 32 points consecutively. Now it's Division One through eight, starting with 60 points for Division One, going all the way down to 25 points for Division Eight. And also, everybody knows what division they're going to be playing in coming into the year, which wasn't the case in the past, right? Yeah, well, that was actually the part that we were able to put into place last year uh, to have those predetermined divisions, uh, to have the predetermined number of points received for being in each division. Uh, but that is certainly, you know, a part of this. I, I can't, I, oh, I'm, I'm 
arguing with myself if I should call it a new format <laughs> or a somewhat new format. Um, but yeah, it's it's still pretty new. This is literally the first year of full implementation, and so I'm going to call it new. Uh, and this is <clears throat> this is certainly a part of it. People wanted to know what division they were going to be in uh, before Selection Sunday. They wanted to have an idea uh, what other schools they might be seeing in the playoffs. Uh, you know, you could usually figure out some of that stuff, but it was never entirely exact until that last weekend the games were played. Uh, now people will know uh, far, far in advance who the possibilities are and far, far in advance uh, what, what exactly the landscape might look like uh, once they get to November. Last one for you. You know, there's some speculation going on around the state. You know, will there be some restrictions heading into the football season? I think all coaches are hoping not, just so they don't have to deal with that. And, you know, not from the safety standpoint, but just, you know, trying to navigate another year like that. Do you have any feel for what we might face come week one in a couple weeks? You know, what I've told people the last three months, four months that I've been asked this question is, is we're out of the prediction game. Uh, we have heard predictions on COVID-19 stuff going back a year and a half now. Uh, generally, no one really knows uh, what might be happening next. We haven't received anything from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services uh, on any sort of restrictions or mandates uh, at this time. Uh, we know that schools are still putting into place uh, at least uh, some precautions on hygiene and things like that just to keep their students as healthy uh, as they can on top of all the safety measures that usually take place. Uh, you know, if, if something else comes about, we've also learned that we're pretty good at, at being flexible and making things happen pretty quickly here uh, and that our schools are really good at picking those things up on the fly. So if that case presents itself, we'll be ready. But at this time, we don't have anything, and we're just excited to move forward. Absolutely. I give you guys a, a lot of credit, and I mean that wholeheartedly, that you were able to finish out a season literally in January, whether that meant indoor games for some people when there wouldn't be indoor games normally. But uh, it was quite the effort last year on everybody's part at the MHSA office to do what they did. Jeff, looking forward to seeing you at some sort of championship. I'm sure we'll catch up at some point this year as we normally do. Absolutely. Have a great season out there. Thanks. That's Jeff Kimmerly, the communications director at the MHSA offices in East Lansing. Certainly an interesting part of this year. There's, you know, the new, the old, the new and old clashing. You know, what will come out of this new format? Will coaches like it? I think there's still a mixed bag. And, you know, maybe it'll take a couple of years just to see what we have. Next week, we'll have preview show number three before week one. Looking forward to seeing you there. Thank you for listening to this week's CHSL Football Preview, presented by Siena Heights University. Patriot Detroit's Catholic High School League Football Season Preview continues next Friday at 7. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK.
Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround or for a free, no-obligation digital audit, visit us at surrounddetroit.com. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then just three months later, a U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others. Anybody out there, we have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Fallen Angel, Extortion 1-7. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Faith Talk has partnered with Westside Christian Academy, providing tuition at half off. Go to tuitionvouchers.com and get $2,000 off their first year at Westside Christian Academy in Detroit. That's half off tuition. Restrictions do apply, so review those carefully and get the Christian education you want for your kids or grandkids at tuitionvouchers.com. That's half off tuition for Westside Christian Academy. The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400, WDT. 
Detroit. The Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM.